Welcome to the Analytics of Dynasty Redraft Rookie Redraftable Series. I'm your host, Jordan McNamara, and I have two guests with me, Chris Vanek and Adam Wilson. You'll know them from the Top Dog Dynasty podcast. You know Adam from this uh, these parts as well. Uh, gentlemen, thanks for joining. Uh, thanks for joining me this evening for this project. I'm excited about uh, going through this series. So I uh, started with a class that I actually think when you look at back at it, it's pretty interesting. So I figured this would be a good one to start with. Lots of different ways this thing can go. So I'll lay the, gr the ground rules out for us. It is a, we're doing a super flex draft. Uh, one of the th fun parts about it being super flex is there wasn't really super flex ADP back then, right? So we're kind of drafting with the knowledge of what we know now going back, uh, you know, several classes here. So we're going to do a series of these. Um, this is the first place to start. So excited about it. And uh, yeah, and so we'll, we'll get rolling here. Uh, we drew straws before the, before the show. Adam has the first pick. Uh, I have the second pick, and then Chris has the third. So we're just going to go in rotating order. Top two rounds, we're just assuming super flex and then standard stock PPR after that. Um, have two running backs, three wide receivers, a tight end, and a couple flex spots. So um, we're not doing roster construction or anything, just those are kind of the parameters. So, All right. Uh, so, Adam, with the first pick of the 2012 rookie redraftables, who do you take? Well, first, do you have any data on all of this? Because I would love to I see, do. like, you do? Okay, well, do you? I wait, do. Wait, I have do data, have, like, and so I will I will interject some data. I'm I'm actually excited like ADP? about it. ADP? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, I have good. ADP going back uh, to 2008. So we'll be, uh, we'll be, I'll, I'll interject with some of that stuff. Again, it's start one, so mm -hmm. and we'll have to kind of see how some of these go. But, uh, but yeah. Well, so this was, I mean, this one was actually pretty easy, but like uh, Chris had mentioned to me earlier on this week, that this class is not really good. And then when I started going through it, I started seeing like, oh yeah, we got some easy picks. And I'm like, yeah, this is awesome. And then we get to like pick seven and it's like, all right, now it takes a turn for the worst. It's stinky real quick. So this is, this is, yeah. So, um, so we'll just go off, like, I'm just going to do go off profile. So, um, so for me, it would have been Russell Wilson. Um, mm -hmm. he, <laughs> It, I mean, it was fairly simple. He's nine for nine on QB one seasons. He's got five top six seasons and one QB one overall seasons, at least from the data that I found. Um, so, I mean, he's a favorite, I think, of basically all three of us. So it shouldn't be too much of a surprise. But if we had to redo the or if we were going back to this, I'm sure Andrew Luck was the first pick. So. But yeah, easy one. Yeah. yeah so. Um, oh, sorry. Yeah, no, go ahead, Chris. I was just going to say, I think this has to be the number one pick. I, I don't think there's any question. Nine, you mentioned the nine seasons as a quarterback one. And you know what? He's still second round to ADP, startup ADP. So it's not like he's done yet. So. Yeah, yeah. I think the interesting thing is, is like when you look at him, again, this is going back to start. Uh, this is going back to start um one ADP as rookies, but he was 34 overall. So that would have put him about fifth in the class. So that would have been behind Luck, Tannehill, Griffin. Uh, I believe there's one other guy that snuck up ahead of him. So yeah, but you had a <clears throat> yeah, it's a it's a big change. So all right. So Wilson goes one. I that wasn't a surprise to me. Um I think you go a lot of different you could go different ways with this one, which is interesting. And this will be a discussion later on about how you value the present versus the initial hit. 
Um, I think the I think the answer for me here is Andrew Luck. And I know it was a short and abbreviated career. You did get a quarterback one overall finish out of him. You got a big time initial hit. Again, this is kind of before the before Superflex took off. Uh, so we probably didn't appreciate uh, some of the quarterback valuations that were going on there. But he was second, third round uh, startup pick and, and start one. So it would have been pushing for, uh, again, it wouldn't have been the Mahomes profile, not necessarily with, with the multiple elite hits real early on, but, um, but would have probably been that generation's closest version of it. So I'll go with Andrew Luck and, uh, and, you know, heck, maybe, you know, if we have deep rosters, we can stash him. Maybe it's not done yet. Maybe he can still add to the profile. So, (laughs) uh, all right, Chris, you're up with number three. Uh, so I would have gone luck too as well. Um, so I get left with the leftover guy. So I'm going Kirk Cousins at number three. So looking at him, you know, in his first three seasons, he, he didn't really get a ton of work. Um, and I get it. You know, he's not a sexy asset, but he hasn't finished lower than a quarterback 13 in the sixth season since then. So couple that with, you know, he's got Justin Jefferson catching passes now. I don't see why his value still can't continue. I like it. I like it. Uh, yeah, a, an analytics a dynasty favorite for sure, for sure. And it's funny that that arc of his career, you know, I, we talked about that in the 2020 edition about how it's so rare for it to be that bad of a start from a day three guy. And he sort of ends up being a $100 million man. Like, it's just such a rare, rare profile. So, um, all right. So this is where I think turns could happen. So I'm turning to Adam. So Wait, Jordan, Jordan did you have did you have him uh, three as well? <clears throat> um, yeah, okay, uh, probably. I'm glad I didn't have to make the pick because I think there's a number of ways you can go in this range. So I actually had him six, but I mean I don't know that there was a ton of difference between some of these. But uh, it, I think it was you could kind take. Of, I think you could have him in a range. I think. Yes, the, I, I think the, that this is almost yeah. a tier. Right. Yeah. Um, okay, so you want me to go again? Okay. Yes. Um, yep. So my, who I would have taken, so I guess I'm going, um, I would have taken Doug Martin, um, mm-hmm. which I, I don't even know that he would be the top running back when you go back and look at their career. Um, but I guess what I'm going to go with is he was number two and four overall in his two hits. And so I, I the comparison or the other person that I would consider, you know, as the top running back would be Lamar Miller. And he had two top 12 hits and five top 24 hits, but only running back five and running back nine. And uh, Martin had him in year one and four. Um, so you were hitting pretty early with him, and then you could probably get out of the, the profile pretty easily. So, yeah, um, I went Doug Martin. And funny enough, I don't know that I've ever d- owned Doug Martin on a team. So I've had him a few times. And I, I think having him on my team – you you got to experience some of that frustration because yeah you saw he was a top number two running back in a season number four running back in a season and then you saw these other seasons where he just you know he was kind of limited uh, and he you you knew he could do that but you were frustrated because he just couldn't repeat that year after year for sure yeah the muscle yeah, hamster the, the muscle hamster yep. So, um, so here's a, this is an interesting one. So I'm, I'm, I'm sort of on the fence here with, uh, with who to take here and, uh, it's be a situation where I might want to trade down. I do have some good statistics about a person that I want to talk about, but I'm going to go with Lamar Miller. 
uh, and hope the other uh, person falls for me. I think it's a reasonable chance he does. Um, but I'll go with Lamar Miller. Uh, and this is a classic. He's a cautionary tale about a lot of things, right? He's the uh, really high uptick guy sort of early on in his career that everyone wanted more from. You know, they need to use him more. They need to use him more. And then he uh, leaves Miami. You know, Miami wasn't using him. They need to use him more. He leaves Miami, goes to Houston, and then we sort of see why. Uh, again, a really rock solid career from day three, you're getting three, four, uh, top 24 seasonal finishes it's a really rare feat from that you get that maybe once every three four years something like that so that's a really really good uh profile high high level of functionality again maybe the ceiling wasn't always there but in terms of a dense hit from where you got him uh he was a uh oh and just uh to roll back here on the uh the doug martin thing 2.7 overall so he was the second highest uh rookie from that class uh, again, at start one ADP, he would have probably been four if it was actually super flex. Uh, Lamar Miller was down at 15.9, so firmly in the second round there. Um, and so I'll take him, and uh, we will move on as uh, to Chris at uh, 106. All right, so I did have Lamar Miller as my second running back, but here I'm going to go with my first wide receiver, T.Y. Hilton. Mm -hmm. uh, looking at him, nine seasons. Averaged over a thousand yards, five and a half touchdowns per year, you know, finished as a top 24 wide receiver five times. Um, again, not a guy that is a real high ceiling guy, never had a hundred catches, never had more than seven touchdowns in any season, but he was solid and you knew that he was going to score points for you. Yeah, no, no doubt about that. Rock solid. Again, the, maybe maybe this is a refrain we continue to hear during this, but uh, the the floor really high ceiling, maybe not quite as much, but again, he hits four times in his first four years, goes for 3.2 wins over replacement in the first five years of his career. Uh, that would be the best of the class uh, outside of, um, you know, the quarterback. So really an excellent, uh, an excellent start and uh, a good long-term uh, producer still potentially relevant heading into 20, uh, 21. So, um, yeah. All right. So, uh, we are going back to, uh, to Adam here at, at, uh, at seven. I just will note there was a question in the chat. I am including Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon is eligible in this despite not being in the NFL draft. So I just, that is a question that popped up in the chat. So we, it's not something we discussed beforehand, but, uh, I'll kick it back over to Adam here. He was in my ranking, so I was going to draft him whether he let me or not. So, <laughs> um, and especially how this goes south really quick. Um, yeah, we're going to have to. And there's actually other guys that are were undrafted that were probably going to be included in this too. So um, I am actually going to go with Alshon Jeffrey. Um, yeah. he, we, we had, uh, he's only had three top 24 seasons, but a wide receiver eight and a wide receiver 10 season. Um, could have went a couple couple ways here, but decided to go with him. Um, you know, could have went with some of the quarterbacks left too. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, like I said, there's this goes south pretty quick after around this area. So I think there's some slander going on here. There's some guys that I uh, that I still enjoy in this range. Uh, so I just want to point that out. Uh, we're getting a little getting a little uh, getting a little ahead of ourselves here. Um, Colin, Maybe he's, uh, he's been spoiled by some of these recent recent classes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. So, um, uh, so you have Alshon Jeffrey. All right. So uh, we have um, 
So the player that I wanted fell, which is exciting. Uh, so I'm going to go with Alfred Morris. And um, one of the better day, round three rookie picks in in recent memory. Guys that have outproduced uh, Alfred Morris from round three or beyond in rookie drafts. Uh, Arian Foster, and, and this is in terms of warp in the first three years. Uh, Arian Foster, Austin Eckler, Aaron Jones, James Conner, Tariq Cohen. Hard stop at running back. Wide receivers, Mike Wallace, Tyreek Hill, Victor Cruz, Josh Gordon, Cooper Cup. So when you sort of look at guys who, you know, one of the better ones in the last, you know, in the subset in which we're looking, uh, going dating back to 2008, uh, multiple top 12 seasonal finishes to start his career. One of the, uh, not the original Shanahan, that's uh, more the second, iteration of the Shanahan no name running back. So we're sort of yep. seeing some of that again now with the, you know, in the third generation with with Kyle Shanahan. You know, it was the first generation in Denver and then you go to Washington. Now we get the San Francisco iteration of the Shanahan uh, you know, money making machine for running backs. Uh Alf, Alfred Morris, interestingly enough, you want to guess how high he ranks on the active rushers list in the NFL right now? Adam, you got a guess? <clears throat> Active rushers. Well, since you're asking that question, he's probably high. Sixth. Okay, Chris, you got a guess? I was going to say eight. He is eight on the number. So ahead of him, Frank Gore, Adrian Peterson, LaShawn McCoy, Marshawn Lynch, Mark Ingram, Le'Veon Bell, Ezekiel Elliott, and uh, Alfred Morris. So uh, Alfred Morris, the only um, uh, non top two days of the NFL draft player on that list. So I believe all but uh, one of two of those guys were, uh, no, I take that back. A couple of them were around three guys, but uh, ahead of notably Todd Gurley and actually Lamar Miller on this list as well. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you do have uh, you do have uh, some, some notable names up there again. Um, Alfred Morris here ahead of Todd Gurley, which is actually notable in terms of that's actually crazy. Yeah, I'm sure that will probably come back a little bit, but uh, you know he he had three years of three four seasons of uh, of a head start, but uh, but certainly interesting and a good career. Uh, kind of was a pretty immense start and then kind of fell off. Uh, a good density debate for low pedigree guys. All right, so that is uh, Alfred Morris is on the board uh, at 108, and now we will turn back to um, uh, Chris at 109. I just wanted to say for Alf, I, you know, considering that he was, you know, a six-round pick, he might have been the best value of the, that draft. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And just, just the, just how dense he was. You know, that that multiple hits early on. It's really tough to get to. He was a, a forty point six uh, ADP. He was a positional ADP of fourteen. And I suspect if we went back and looked, a lot of those drafts would have been later on. You know, in the the what July August probably would have buoyed that ADP quite a bit because he wasn't yeah. a particularly um, interesting name early on in the in the uh, draft cycle there. So I wonder I wonder how much of him being productive is just kind of luck, like with him just going to places as backup running backs or third string running backs and then getting run at some point. Because I feel like there's other guys that have been done the same thing that they just never get in right. Like they. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like they, yeah. they get to, to, to be a backup to the backup and then there's just no injuries at that position or they yeah. rarely see the field. Whereas it seems like everywhere he's gone, he's just kind of 
you know, gotten in there at some point, even as the the third running back in the backfield. Yeah, as recently as this year. It's interesting, mm -hmm. running back 7, 19, and 16. This was actually my first year of Dynasty. So this is the, okay. 2012 was actually the first year I played Dynasty. And I remember taking Roy Hallou and like the, you know, I had no idea what I was doing. And so I, <laughs> I, I lucked out and I actually took, uh, I think I went with like Andrew Luck. Uh, I started my draft with like Julio Jones, AJ Green, Des Bryant, and like Andrew Luck. So I actually <laughs> turned out to be all right. But Roy Hallou, I was like, I was getting kind of nervous because I didn't have any running backs. And so I went Roy Hallou in like round five, round six, and he got absolutely sniped by Alfred Morris. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that, that is a, uh, that is back to when it all, when it all began. So a uh, fun, uh, fun fact, Chris still doesn't know what he's doing. So don't feel bad. Oh, wow. Yeah. wow. Shots fired. We've made, yeah, we made it 16 minutes into this to have the shots fired. <laughs> I just closed um, my eyes and click. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so yeah, we're on the clock here at uh, 109 with Chris. All right. So being super flex, I went back to the quarterback well here, Ryan Tannehill. So I, Miami had high hopes, you know, they drafted him number eight overall. Um, and he did have one quarterback, one finish in his seven years at Miami. But then he kind of gets this second life in Tennessee. So last year, 2019, he, he was injured. Um, but then when he came back, last 11 weeks of the season, he was quarterback three during that time. Uh, this past season, he was quarterback seven. And he still got value. He's going, uh, I think, quarterback 11 in latest ADP. So, yeah, Ryan Tannehill. I like that. Totally a uh, a resurrection there, Adam. You have anything to say on Ryan Tannehill's career at this point? Yeah, it's funny because I was actually I was actually hoping that he would fall to me next pick. Um, it, it's interesting. I so I guess looking at it, you know, he didn't have any of the top six finishes. So you know, I don't know that we would have been on him at any point. But the fact that he, you know, he's got two top twelve finishes, and then on this list, he's the second. I don't know. You can make the case that he's the second most valuable player. I think he is by ADP standard anyway. Um, so yeah, I was kind of surprised when I started digging into some of his stats and finishes and things like that, that he, you know, I, I think he had uh, four or six top 24 seasons and then two top 12 seasons. Um, even some of the days in Miami, like at least if in a super flex league, you know, he was pretty productive as your, you know, quarterback two, quarterback three. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I was actually shocked that he's still, uh, you know, he, at this point he's the second highest quarterback and you would certainly wouldn't have never thought that back, you know, when we did this draft in 2012. So. Yeah. He's the second most valuable player in this, uh, in this class, right. Mm -hmm. In terms of guys that are still playing uh, him, uh, Russell Wilson way ahead of him, uh, our real draft position tracker tracking real drafts over at analytics at dynasty.com. We have Ryan Tannehill as the uh, as the median 12th quarterback. So he's right there. Uh, his median is the same as Jalen Hurts. Their draft position is a little bit different just in the way we sort of calculate uh, where they end up falling. Uh, Jalen Hurts is at uh, 410 and uh, Ryan Tannehill is at 502. So um, and that's right there with Stafford. It's a big tier break after the top 10 guys there's a, like a couple around tier break which is pretty notable um and then yeah ryan Tannehill is basically the next to the next tier so certainly an interesting uh an interesting career arc for sure uh, and i'll just <clears throat> i was looking at this data and something really stuck out to me which is you know we talk about uh basically the sort of daniel jones justin herbert uh josh allen strategy 
right? Which is essentially you get the top 10 guy that falls and you sort of target him, right? Because that's, you know, historically has been a pretty strong, pretty strong profile uh, in terms of value wise. Andrew Luck, uh, or sorry, Robert Griffin the third, 3.9 in that class and start one, right? So talk about uh, an era long ago, uh, 3.9 in terms of his ADP. He's the highest start one quarterback I've uh, that we've tracked. Uh, four for Andrew Luck right behind him. So <clears throat> they were neck and neck. Uh, and Luck is the second highest uh, one as well. Ryan Tannehill, 21.6. Right. So that couple of that round and a half gap, which we see with a lot of these guys that sort of make them stand out guys that was there for Tannehill. So that's not a new trend. Uh, and that was certainly a, Hey, sometimes when things you change situations, right. That can actually, um, you know, can help some folks. So it is a notable thing. Again, that's, uh, you know, wh- how much success was that? Did the original person that took him at 12 at 21.6 still have him? Probably not, but I think it's an interesting, uh, it's certainly an interesting um, uh, data point there in terms of that strategy. Okay, so now, uh, so with um, uh, 109 off the board, we turn back to Adam for the 10th pick here. Yeah, this gets tough now. Um, So I'm going to go with Marvin Jones. Uh, One top 12 season, two top 24 seasons. you know, I, I think the, the thing about him is that he's just been productive. Um, and so, I, I mean, you'll kind of see with the players that start coming off the board here. But, um, <laughs> I, I mean, I guess I, I look at him and he's still valuable to this day. He's, you know, uh, he had mm-hmm. a, a pretty good season last season. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I guess if we were doing this in 2012, like, I don't know if I would still own him by now. But um, he's been a player that I've always liked and, uh, you know, one a steal that I was getting in, like, the 15th round last season. So um, I had him be- it between him and another player and um, – you know, I, I just went with him just because he, he had a couple t- top 24 seasons. So, yeah, Mr. Uh, an analytics of dynasty favorite there with Marvin Jones, the connection with Stafford could still be relevant. Wouldn't shock me if he, you know, landed someplace to be uh, a productive wide receiver trying to chase a ring at this point. So, still has, I think, something left to offer uh, for sure. All right, this is where it kind of takes a turn. And, um, <laughs> Uh, there's some scar tissue here for for Cleveland fans. I'll just say, I'll just sort of as a as a threshold better. I'll just say that uh, as we this as we was the other forward. guy then. Yeah, <laughs> well, there's a couple of them. That's 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 how it is with Cleveland. So <laughs> there's a lot of scabs that we're gonna rip off here. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, I'll go with Trent Richardson. And um, so Trent Richardson, not the other with, guy then. <laughs> yeah, I think. Well, there's there's yeah, there's a couple of them in here. Um, Trent Richardson, I'll go with him. Uh, so he was the consensus 101 that year. So again, <clears throat> consensus 101, be careful, right? Not a sure thing. Um, hits, right? Uh, the trade thing, that's all weird and everything. Uh, it's an early start. I'll say I would have gotten bit by the by how it turned out because I would have been like, oh, look, First round running back, top 10 yep. pick in the NFL draft, hits early. Like, 
that's a one-on-one profile. Right? <laughs> God damn it. I've been waiting to say that all day long. I'm yeah. like, as soon as someone says Richardson, I'm just going to say, you know, like we would have been annihilated by this. Yeah. Yeah. We would have been right. That would have been a one-on-one profile in terms of guys that were uh, you, like, you don't, that's a platinum standard, right? That, that, that high of a pick that early for him to bust out, right? That, that really, He's one of the ones that bends the density curve on on first round running backs in weird ways, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, nothing's ever for certain, and he's a he's a good example of that. So, um, yeah, just don't you know don't. Uh, but it's crazy they you know they he had a good start to his career. They get a first rounder out of it, and kind of you know it's it's a it's an interesting arc there. So, how were the um, Browns yeah. stupid enough to take him at number three, and then smart enough to turn around and sell him? the next year when he two different GMs. Yeah. Is that really, is that what happened? Uh, Tom Hackert drafted him and then he was fired. Mike Lombardi and Joe Banner came in and it it is so funny because I'm, I don't know if people know this, I'm here in Cleveland and um, uh, people literally hate Mike Lombardi. They say that he's the worst GM that we've ever had, which is, I, I don't know how you can even make that case. But I mean, the thing that separates him from the other GMs is that he got a first round pick for Trent Richardson. Like it's, it's actually, so he wasn't here long enough to actually, you know, do anything bad in my opinion. I mean, they might not like how the, um, they might not have liked how the team was run or whatnot, but um, in terms of picking players and and things like that, um, he did, he did draft Barkevius Mingo, which was not good. But the fact that he got a first round pick for Trent Richardson and was able to recognize that is amazing. Because if you look at Trent Richardson's career, which I just did, yesterday doing prep work for this like he only had three seasons like it, I mean, it's actually crazy so felt yeah fell out of favor uh fell out of favor relatively quickly um and if memory serves i'm just looking it up here was didn't they trade up for trent richardson uh yeah they moved a spot up they moved a spot up to take richardson uh, so they were from at, like four to three. I think that's <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> so they traded. Uh, oh boy, they traded uh, uh, the fourth overall pick, the the hundred eighteenth, the hundred thirty ninth, the two hundred eleventh to move up one spot to take Trent Richardson. Yep. Yeah, that uh, that hurts in hindsight. So um, that's annoying. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. Well, that'll uh, that's um, certainly scar tissue there at uh, at one eleven. Um, yeah, absolutely a profile I would have totally botched because I would have been like, oh yeah, look at that. And uh, yeah, whoops. So um, and uh, by the way, I actually did a rookie draft this year in the in twenty twelve. Um, I actually just pulled it up, and uh, I would have been all over Trent Richardson. Fortunately, I did not pick until. I don't even know. I, I don't. I don't even think I had a first round pick. So, um, I'm. I'm pretty glad though. It was a start one, but um, <laughs> I would have been all over him. So, all over him. All over him. Yeah, it'd be interesting to go back and look and see what mine was that year. That startup draft. Um, that startup draft, which I. It was funny. There's a funny story. There's a funny backstory to all that. It would say, um, I was living. Uh, it was just out of school and living in my grandmother's basement. Um, waiting tables and totally not applying my degree. And uh, I was like, I need something to do. And that's how Jordan's dynasty experience got started. Um, so going back here to the MFL still has it, which is part of the the benefit of MFL still having all that data. Um, mm-hmm. I actually started eight and five that year. I might've made the, uh, yeah, I might've made the, um, 
the wow, there was multiple quarterbacks drafted in the first round too. Holy smokes. That was when <laughs> uh that was, that was you want to, oh, this is great. So let's go back just real quick, just because, yeah. you know, now that we're here and before we start talking about some of all the other pains. So again, I didn't, I have all the ADP, but just, this is, this is my first dynasty draft. Aaron Rodgers, 101. This is start one. Aaron Rodgers, 101. Cam Newton, 104. Matthew Stafford, 105. And then uh, Trent Richardson. So this was June of that year. So just after the NFL draft, uh, he was uh, 110. So that would have been running back five six maybe yeah mm-hmm. so it was uh arian foster ray rice LaShawn mccoy ryan matthews chris johnson trent richardson so sixth um yeah and oh actually i took uh gronkowski at 11 so uh okay. gronkowski was one of my guys there too so um so yeah that was uh an interesting start there so um okay so now we will uh we'll turn it over here to uh uh let's see we're where are we at? Uh, we're back to Chris. So he's got 112. So going to close out 112 here for us. All right. So because we have a lot of hot, hot garbage coming up, I'm going to go back to the quarterback well, and I'm going Nick Foles. So <laughs> Foles, I know, shocking, right? Uh, had some spotty success in limited work with the Eagles. Led him to a Super Bowl, um, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> Uh, In 2013, did finish quarterback 12 in just 13 games. Um, I I know he's been inconsistent, and, you know, he's just averaged over seven games played in a season. But, you know, even though he's someone that you can't really rely on, when he was starting, he was scoring points. Hmm. And uh, MVP to boot. So is he the only from this class right i think he yeah um wilson didn't get one right it was Foles that ended up getting the mvp yeah uh, only one with the nickname big dick nick <laughs> I mean, so <laughs> probably be- probably better than uh mvp at this point so yeah yeah um by the Family way i messed show, up sorry. the uh I messed up the uh, I messed up the the ordering of what I did in this draft here. So uh, by the way, I just we'll just go back and close the loop on this. Gronkowski at one eleven, uh, AJ Green at two oh two. Okay, I had Des Bryant at three eleven, and then I took Robert Griffin the third at four oh two, which was my, probably the quarterback ten at that point. Five eleven, Antonio Brown. So that was the wide uh. receiver start, and then Roy Lou was six oh two. So, uh, um. Yeah, Peyton Manning, seven eleven, too. As a matter of fact, so that was the I think that was the Hall of Fame season, I believe. That was the MVP season. Was right after that, I think, if memory serves. So, um, wait, yeah. wait. So someone took Rogers at one hundred one. Yeah, yeah. And, and you yep. got Manning in the seventh round. Yeah, I believe that was the year that Manning was coming off the injury, if memory got serves. Um, yeah, because so that was his still, first year in Denver. Still, though, I mean. You know, I mean, I know that they didn't have analytics of dynasty and stuff back then, but I mean, <laughs> come on. Yeah, well, he was coming off the shoulder thing. This took place in June. Uh, mm-hmm. That was the Tebow year because that was the Tebow. Two, that was the 2012 oh, yeah. was the Tebow playoffs when uh, yep. they ran the ball like, you know, 48 times out of 51 first down, whatever insane stat that was. And then finally they threw a pass on first down. And it was the Demarius Thomas touchdown pass that year. So uh, or that that playoffs, that was the 2000. 12 playoffs and then this was just after that so um so yeah so the hit rates actually going wide receiver early and then running back in the mid rounds like things held up right that's uh 
things have held up since then. So, um, all right. So uh, we're back to Adam. So we're going to crust our way into the second round here um, and uh, and see. Uh, we, we just still, we I would note we have multiple um, pieces of scar tissue, Cleveland scar tissue still out there. So um, we can we can still do this thing here. I mean, I can't like I had Foles ranked 20th, but like I can't even crush Chris on this because there's so many. I, there's just it's there's just not a lot to pick from. Uh, mm -hmm. I also did not have him as a top 12 finish, but I mean, you know, I don't know what there were the stats of I got from versus you. So whatever. He had that um, 22 to two. He had like that half season in Philly where he was like, okay, where he had like a 22 to two touchdown interception ratio. Yeah. Um. And then, yeah, kind of fell off after that. I mean, I, I fully admit that I might have just overlooked it. So, um, so I'll go with the other Clevelander. Uh, I'll I'll take Josh Gordon. Um, mm -hmm. He, I mean, he only has one hit, but he was wide receiver two overall. Um, and you know, like I got bit by him. As a matter of fact, I did draft him in a rookie draft this in this year. I drafted him at two hundred six. It, it it was an IDP league though. Um, and IDP players were worth, you know, um, about the same as offensive players, but, um, yeah, like I'll, I, Josh Gordon, I got bit by him after the fact, trying to hang on to him, you know, with all the bullshit that he had to deal with, we had to deal with him here in Cleveland, but I figure at least you get the wide receiver two overall season out of him, you know, productive. And I think that that was your, his season two, and he had a pretty decent season one. There was a lot to look forward to. So. Um, you would have kept him on your roster. So, well, how many people kept him on their rosters for years and years after? Because he was, yeah, Adam was one of them. Yep, he I kept trying it. to make comebacks. Yep, yeah, but yeah. I mean, there were there were other times when he was valuable, though, right? Like you could take him and and flip him, or you could hang on to him and then flip him. I mean, I, I think I was in a league with Tim with Tim Torch. And, uh, you know, he he picked him up off waivers and was still able to flip him, I think, a season ago or two seasons ago. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, still has some value. So not a lot of mileage on the legs either. So, <laughs> no, um, which is interesting. So, well, you know, like, the funny part about him is, I mean, there's a lot of mileage on the lungs, but the, the legs, not absolutely. quite not quite as much. Um, the you know, the interesting part about his career to me, it's always been kind of the NFL is like basically going away from testing for marijuana. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what all of his test results were, if it was all weed, but that's kind of what I've always thought. Again, I could be, could be misplaced on that. Um, and we've kind of gotten to an era where it's like, ah, we're not really going to care about it yet. He's still jammed up in limbo. It's kind of one of those things. Like it's just, uh, you know, talk about the arc of dynasty and sort of the arc of, he's a good example of kind of the arc of where the NFL's at. So, um, so yeah, yeah. So I so we've we've had this discussion here in Cleveland quite a bit, or I've heard it on you know from a lot of people. And so I think the thing is is that it's not the fact that it was marijuana; it's the fact that it was you were required to follow these rules after yeah. you were put it, going through all of this. Yeah. Like the one was actually alcohol, and so okay. he he actually drank alcohol on like a plane afterwards. And like one of the the story came out, and he admitted to it. So I, I don't think that I'm speaking out of place here. Um, cause I do have rumors too. I've actually met him, um, personally. So, um, back then, uh, but he, I think he had, uh, a, he cracked open beers on the plane, um, and the, like the team plane at the end of the season and like a coach or something saw him and they were like, dude, what are you doing? Like, you can't do that. And then he just went out and got trashed afterwards. And 
then they the NFL drug tested him or or whatever the next day. So, but uh, and I see Derek's Derek's posting sipping on the scissor. Um, he was he was also <laughs> a big he was hanging out with Rick Ross a lot too. Um, mm. and they got him for like weed. And I actually think Derek's right. I think that they got him with some uh, purple drink. So. Yeah. Yeah. That is a, um, it is a, it's a long and, um, ultimately a sad story, honestly. Mm -hmm. Um, so, and I want to uh, throw out some honorable mention because, you know, while we're talking about throwing away your career on drugs, let's not forget the uh, first wide receiver taken in this draft. Justin I might Blackman. still draft him yet. So let's not, let's, we, okay. Okay. The second no round, he's getting a little hairy here. So I, he's on my right. board. So, um, okay. He's on my board. So, all right. So now we get to the point of like, what do you care about? So again, things, places I could have gotten bit. Um, Blackman would be one of them. I'm going to go to the other one, which is Robert Griffin the third. So again, we, we sort of look back now and we're like, oh, this is a headache. And again, this is another piece of scar tissue for Cleveland. Uh, he had the really good start and was super valuable and then fell from there. And I'll, I'll be honest. I thought his deep ball was like gold coming to the NFL. Like it was interesting that I just thought he had that, that really good deep ball. It was super dynamic. Uh, and then just, you know, it just didn't, it, it just fell from there basically. Um, and then he ends up, this is the same class where him and cousins go together. You know, I was thinking about this today. I was listening to a podcast about, um, Let's move the sticks. I think it was Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks were talking. And, you know, they just were talking about the Jalen Hurts pick. And I just went back and I thought about, like, what – they were talking about how Jalen the Jalen Hurts pick kind of screwed up uh, Carson Wentz. And I went back and I thought about it. I was like, well, what would you think about if they drafted you at two, traded up for you, and then they drafted Cousins later on? Or, yeah. you know, and then, and then you see the, you see the other guys that, that this has happened to, right. You see, uh, Brady has had this happen with Garoppolo, right. Um, you know, Rogers has had this happen with, uh, with, um, Jordan love, uh, heck Alex Smith had this happen with Patrick Mahomes. He actually had it happen twice to him and has his best season, like of his entire career after they drafted Patrick Mahomes. Right. So, it's an interesting, this was one of the original ones of that, you know, and it was, he was drafted more as a backup and then ultimately took his job. But yeah, it was an interesting, uh, it was, it was an interesting turnabout there in terms of um, some of the parallels we see. So I got to get my, um, my uh, Carson Wentz talk in that is a, which required analytics of dynasty content. Um, so, all right. Uh, so uh, here we go. Um, yeah. So I took Robert Griffin the third there uh, with fourteen. So that's uh, two oh two in a rookie draft. If you're counting, that is quarterback uh, six, I believe. Yeah, quarterback six. And um, now we are back to uh, Chris here with the two oh three. Okay, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna take Kobe Fleener. First tight end taken in the NFL draft, first tight end taken in this draft. Um, it played on a couple teams where they used the tight end well, and he had, you know, a tight end six finish in 2014. Uh, three other finishes in the early tight end two range. So uh, somebody that would be valuable at his position. The only tight end hit from this class. So yep. it was, uh, yeah, 
Uh, yeah, it's you get to a point where he's he actually went one eleven. It was his ADP that year. So him and the the him and luck connection was was very real. So um, it's funny, despite the what we know about the class, he was actually one of the better picks <laughs> in terms of that first round. And um, yeah, and and was one of the that that's a really rare ADP for a for a tight end. And uh, to have that first round tight end, it's not that common historically. So he's one of only like a handful of guys to actually do that. So pretty notable accomplishment there as well. Uh, all right, Adam, uh, back to you. Uh, so I'm going to go with Kendall Wright. Um, he does not have a top 12 season, but does have a top 24 season. Um, I believe is a first round pick. Um, I think he was late first round. Um, and I know that he had a little bit of buzz later on in his career um, that I think you could have flipped him at some point. So, um, yeah, I'm going to go with kind of right. I don't have a ton to say about him. So, yeah, had a big had a big uh, year, too, as a matter of fact. So, mm -hmm. yeah, definitely a potential cash out guy there. Again, probably a season I would have gotten burned by, but started 45th, 20th and then 41st uh, and then sort of fell off after that. So, um yeah, he was one of the early air raid guys, right? To come out, yep. um, came out of Baylor. So, um, yeah, twentieth overall in the draft, and I remember mm -hmm. because the Br the Browns were interested in trying to move up for him, and then we were all disappointed that you know we didn't get him. Of course, which is notable because they spent so much to actually move up for um, Richardson. Well, Maybe they could have. That's probably why they didn't get up there, right? So. Right. Had didn't have the bullets to fire on that one, so. Mm. Um, all right. Uh, so that's, uh, that's Adam at two Oh four there with Kendall, right? Um, I will go with, again, that's not far off. So we can sort of go back and look at this and this is probably contextualizing some of the concerns that we should have about rookie picks. Uh, he was actually, uh, one ten, So he was just, uh, slightly after 10 in terms of his ADP. So, um, so not a, not, you know, didn't really drop that far given all we know. And that's not, that's not super flex. So that would have been right around where he was drafted as a matter of fact. So uh, if you take out the quarterbacks um, and same thing actually with Fleener, now that I mentioned that they sort of fit right in the same spot. Um, okay. So I will go with, so there's a couple of guys here. This is a big man. This is a big flunk out for substance abuse class. There's a bunch of these guys. Um, oh man. Um, all right. I'll go with Justin Blackman. Um, I love the profile coming out uh, and, you know, starts off with the, he gets on the board early with a top 30 finish. Things were going, looked like they were going in the right direction. Guy was just like cut, you know, like I remember him, just his physical profile was pretty, was pretty, uh, pretty remarkable and just didn't, you know, just, just had all those problems after that. So, um, so yeah, so he would be my pick there at, uh, at two Oh five. Again, probably a profile I would have gotten burned by because I would have gone, yeah, I would have been like, oh, this is a great start and then gotten burned by it. So what a waste. Yeah, yep. it was. All right. Then now we're back to Chris at uh, 206, halfway through, second round. All right. I, I don't really like this pick, but I'm going Cole Beasley. <laughs> he was uh, my next pick. Uh, <laughs> kind of a crazy career here. You know, he yeah. had several wide receiver three, four finishes, but then his last two seasons have been like the best of his career. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's like he's gotten better since turning 30 and 
you know, I can relate to that because he's like me. Yeah, <laughs> that's how you can relate to that. That's great. Okay, yeah. <laughs> he's getting better with age. He's getting better with exactly. Age, so. Uh, hopefully he's still got a ring, uh, in his future. That's what we're sort of rooting for oh, up yeah. in these parts. So, um, so yeah, big Cole Beasley fans in, in these parts. So 49.6 ADP, you'll remember fun fact about Cole Beasley almost quit in training camp, right? So almost, he basically essentially walked out of training camp, had to be corralled back in. Um, and I remember that was like back when I was discovering Roto world, uh, which is now doesn't exist anymore. So again, my dynasty career has outlasted the existence of Roto World in its uh, in its proper form, um, and now it's sold out to to the big NBC corporation. So, um, yeah, but that was I remember that it was a pretty notable one there. Cole Beasley walking out of training camp, quitting. I'm not going to make it, and ends up being one of the better receivers in that class. So I totally forgot about that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard it talked about recently, and I can't remember. I can't remember where I heard it. Uh, I wish I could give him credit for it, but I remember that, and then uh, you know, I went back and looked it up a little bit. So, uh, all right, Adams at uh, two oh seven here. All right. Um, I I'm gonna go with Richard Matthews. Um, get a top twenty four season. I I don't have much more on that than him. That's kind of where we're at right now. So. Um, yeah, Richard Matthews. Yeah, I liked Richard Matthews. He had a he had a season there in Tennessee. Um, and actually bounced around a little bit after that. Uh, but kind of like that professional wide receiver, not a great physical profile, but I, I did like him. So, um, all right. So I'm going to go here with um. There's some there's some Jordan scar tissue coming back here. Uh, mm -hmm. I'll go with Michael Floyd. Uh, so wide receiver 25 finish early on, and then you know some of the some of the problems that have happened in this class with Gordon, with Blackman, with Floyd popped up with, um, or, you know, popped up with Floyd here. So, um, but he was a valuable, very valuable commodity early on in his career and then just never really crusted. So that was back when it was him and uh, that was you know, prime Larry Fitzgerald, uh, part of Larry Fitzgerald's career. So, um, so yeah, I'll take Floyd and um, yeah, that's, Thinking I could have sold him at a profit at some point along the line. <laughs> I was I was gonna say I think that that's a silver lining with him is yeah. that he might not have hit. I think his best season finish was like wide receiver twenty seven or something like that. Yeah. But um, you could have gotten out of him multiple times. So yeah, he was very insulated. Like it was always like, yeah. oh, he can do this. It was like year four. Like <laughs> mm -hmm. okay, so yeah. Um. All right, Chris, you're on the clock. Uh, this is uh two oh nine. All right. Sorry, I'm two, gonna... Yeah, two oh nine. I'm going to go Case Keenum. Hmm. He was UDFA quarterback and didn't do much his first four seasons. But 2017, he went to Minnesota to back up Sam Bradford, Mr. Glass. And surprise, surprise, Sam Bradford gets hurt, comes in week week two, leads him to the playoffs. And, you know, he had that kind of highlight season for him. Uh, I, I think he finished just outside of quarterback one, but still uh, I had him at quarterback 14. And then that was about it. <laughs> he make it to Cleveland at any point? Yeah, he's here now. He's there he's now, now, right? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Um, yeah, because isn't there? A, there's a Stefanski connection there. Wasn't Stefanski in Minnesota when he was a starter in Minnesota? Yep. That wasn't yep. that long ago. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, that's right. I remember because that was the Baker Mayfield's going to get benched for Case Keenum narrative in the offseason, right? That's what. That, okay, I remember that. There's okay. still time for that to come back. By the way. <laughs> absolutely, still time for that. We we still got that. So, um, uh, yeah, that'll bring me a, a really important question at the end of this. So I'll ask, have to ask you guys get the local, uh, get some local knowledge here. Um, look, we're playing golf. Uh, all right. Uh, so Adam, with your last pick, um, and. A couple other guys I still have on my list, so we haven't gotten to the bottom of the barrel quite yet for my board. I managed to get 22, 23, 24 guys on here, so I'm glad I didn't draw 24. I'll say that. Um, but Adam, on the clock here, 22nd pick, 210 in the Fun- 2012 redraftables. Funny enough, I actually told Chris on the, I don't know, on, on the a couple hours ago on the phone that I only ranked 23 people and I needed someone to take someone that I didn't rank. And Justin Blackman was the one. So I'm okay. There you um, go. But I still actually do have a couple left on here, but um, this is going to be kind of funny. Um, Ronnie Hillman. And oh. so with some of the other players that are available here, you know, I, I, you can make the case that maybe they had better profiles or they had better seasonal finish finishes. Um, the thing with Ronnie Hillman is that he had a lot of believers and I feel like through those first, maybe three or four seasons, you could have, you could have sold him multiple times. Um, Cecil, Cecil Lammy was touting him heavily. So uh, he had a ton of believers and uh, he, you might not have been able to get a ton for him, but I mean, at this point in the draft, I mean, um, but did actually have a wide or a running back 25 overall season. So almost got a hit. So, yeah, we're at that point in yeah, the draft. Almost <laughs> got a hit and probably was more valuable than that, right? In terms of his, mm. we're talking A-Warp. He would have been a guy For there. sure. Yep. Yep. All right. So, I think um, I was just looking back over to make sure that there were no guys that haven't hit or that have hit that I that we managed to miss. And I don't believe that there are. So, I have 16 guys from the class that actually hit in the first five years of their career. Um, so we've drafted all of them. Uh, and then, um, yeah, I had Foles with a, with a hit too. Um, I had him as quarterback 11. I think, I think we mentioned that okay. early on and I, early yeah. on, I think he had a quarterback 11 finish. Um, that might've been that, that crazy year that he had that just absurd, uh, efficiency. Um, so we got all those guys. Um, hmm. there's a couple of ways I could go here. Um, all right, I'm going to go with Ladarius Green because Ladarius Green was highly valuable at different points and, again, never really lived up to it. It was kind of that, uh, hey, he could be the next Jimmy Graham because uh, that was sort of in the Jimmy yep. Graham, you know, in the beginning of the, the Jimmy Graham experience that he could sort of be this new age tight end. There have been guys since then who have done that. He was not one of them, but uh, highly valuable uh, was actually the backup to Antonio Gates, which could go down as the backup to Frank Gore uh, in terms of you know jobs that you just don't want because they're never going to truly come to fruition. Um, and yeah, so he was highly valuable. Uh, I remember being in on him early in his career as well. Um, and uh, yeah, so uh, Ladarius Green at uh, with my last pick. And I do have a couple of honorable mentions when this whole thing's over. You guys pan this class. I think there's some guys in this. There's 16 guys in this class. Good, decent class. Yeah, I'm anxious Chris, to see what happens. Here. I'm actually anxious to see what the rest of the classes look like and you know if it's easier yeah. at the end of them or, or not. Yeah. So. yeah. All right. So I'm gonna wrap it up with a guy that 
I had on several teams for some reason and kept him on my teams, Mohamed Sanu, yeah, uh, perennial role player. And he was never really like the first or even the second receiving option on his team, but he did have, you know, a few wide receiver three seasons. So I was, I was going to bring him up too. I bet you he's, I bet you he was pretty good in a warp too. Chris has used him against me over the years in just spot <laughs> plays and just, it drives me fucking crazy. Sorry for swearing uh, him, him and Marquise Lee have been on every one of his oh, yes. teams. It's unbelievable. And he plays them spot starts. And I'm just like, how does he get 24 points out of these guys? Or, you know, like, Damn it, Marquise Lee for 19 again. It's like, uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. So does anyone is there anyone still on anyone's board that uh that has not been taken? I have oh I went like 40 deep, so oh you had 40 deep. Okay. Any any honorable mentions you want to shout out, Chris, in terms of guys that are left here? Um, not anyone that I really liked, but there's like a couple guys that I remember at the time I had a lot of hope for. Mm-hmm. And maybe had on a few teams. David Wilson was one of yeah. them. Oh, that's he a good one. Yeah, that yep, thunder yep. and lightning backfield. Yep. But yeah, just didn't. The injury was bad. He was yeah. he was destined for superstardom. Yep, yep. Uh, Adam, anyone for you? Uh, Wilson was on there. You know, first round running back, big play mm-hmm. guy, and I actually really liked him. But injury. Um, the only other one was uh, Dwayne Allen. I mean, he mm-hmm. had two top 24 seasons, not really hits, but I mean, uh, he did get some buzz year in and year out there for a couple of years. So that's about it. Yeah. He was the other guy for me that was on the list that I would have, uh, that I would have had and commented on um, for sure. So all right, let me, uh, let me, we'll do a wrap up of the class in a second here, but I'm just interested what your guys thoughts. So I've been really digging in on something I call the, uh, the quarterback, like the the quarterback, the NFL equivalent of like the supermax contract in basketball. So basically, the the quarterback that essentially signs like the huge long term deal with the team that drafted them, right? So you think about like the Mahomes deal or the the Watson deal or the Wentz deal or the Golf deal, right? Where on the that versus Mitchell Trubisky spectrum are we on with uh, with Baker Mayfield? I'll go, go to ahead, Chris Adam. first because he's got. No, a, he's you go got first, a... <laughs> Chris. Ah, <laughs> uh, I. You know what? I uh, I love Baker Mayfield. I just don't know if he is going to be able to take them on that trajectory of a dynasty in the NFL. And I I really wish he could. I just I'm not sure. Adam. Uh, so I, so it's really weird because I, I, so like as a rookie, he came out like slinging it and we loved him and, and he had this confidence and, um, wasn't hitting a lot of, he wasn't, he wasn't worried about the pass rush. And then year two comes and then, I mean, he just awful this year, he started out slow. It was a new system. And this is his fourth offensive coordinator in four years, I think it it was essentially. And as the year went on, he got better. And I mean, I started seeing, you know, Daniel Jeremiah talking about him and and got in and people that I trust and you know that are bigger names. And and I really um, you know, that gives me some hope. Um I gotta be honest, I'm still not as convinced about him now as I was as him as a rookie. 
Um, like he's almost there. It's almost like I need to see a little bit more, which sounds funny. And it really sucks that, that we're at that point. Um, at the same time, uh, I am waiting for some sort of GM to come along that will just keep flipping quarterbacks. And so only use rookie quarterbacks, um, because they don't want to deal with the contract, uh, you know, getting to the big number contracts. And I am scared to death. Like, I don't know how anyone could be happy about giving him a long-term, long-term contract, especially if you were talking about like top five highest paid in the NFL or even top eight or 10 or whatnot, because I don't know, like when I think of him, I, I think he's probably somewhere in between the 10th or 15th best quarterback in the NFL. Can you win with him? I think if you put the right pieces around him, you can. Um, but, you know, this goes to the the truck versus the trailer thing. And, you know, the offense runs him or does he run the offense? And I don't know that he's ever going to run the offense. I think the offense is going to essentially run him. I do think that if you watched him as a rookie, you could see that there were things about him where he could be the truck. And so I'm just, I'm still in a holding pattern. I don't know that I really want to give him a contract extension right now. So one of the big things that scares me is, you know, he can do great, you know, when he's got time or when he gets the ball out quick, but when he gets pressured, he panics mm -hmm. and that's not good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. It's the if you if you don't know if you have the guy, you probably don't have the guy. Yep. Right. It's an interesting, especially this far along. So it's it's an interesting it's an interesting thing. Um, all right. So let me. I'm just gonna run down the the just as a um as a we'll harken back on on the class what it was right. So we we redid it. So now let's look at what it initially was. All right, so we I mentioned some of these guys, but uh, Richardson was one. Uh, Doug Martin, 2.7 ADP, so uh, almost almost the two, uh, almost 102. Uh, Griffin and Luck, so that was 3.9 and 4. Justin Blackman, 4.6. Uh, again, this is a pick, right? So 4.6 overall, so 1.46, I guess. Uh, 1.046. Um, David Wilson, 6.2, Michael Floyd, 6.9. Then there's a tear break to Kendall Wright at 10.2. Colby Fleener, again, 11.1. That was a rare, uh, and actually a rare one there with, with his, um, uh, uh, getting in there as a first round, uh, tight end. Ronnie Hillman also cracked. Uh, he was a round three guy cracking into the first round of ADP. Um, he had a, running back 25 finish in year four isaiah peed was the first player off the board in the second round 12.5 yep. brian quick as well 12.5 alshon jeffrey uh was at 13.3 stephen hill uh was part of a jets uh string of drafting horrifically in the second round uh he was oh, at yeah. 43 overall so they passed on alshon jeffrey ty hilton um yeah, a bunch of guys there. Um, let's see. So that was uh, Stephen Hill. Uh, Lamar Miller was at 15.9. So that was he was a fourth-round running back right at the beginning of the fourth round there. So he cracks uh, top 16. Ruben Randall, he was at 17. He finished with a couple uh, wide receiver 32 finishes there. Yep. Uh, Michael Pirine, 
excuse me, LaMichael James uh, was a, a day two guy actually in the later part of the second mm -hmm. round. So that probably would have been a target spot for us. Uh, Muhammad Sanu, it was at 20.4. Ryan Tannehill, again, we talked about him, 21.6. Uh, Ryan Broyles was at 23.2. Um, so second rounder, uh, and he was with Detroit and kind of, fell out of the nfl relatively i think it was injury related to if memory serves yeah. um and then aj jenkins uh will probably go down in history as one of the latest uh first round wide receiver rookie picks of uh recent um or maybe all time um it's going to be tough to have someone go that late so um and there was only what there was he was there and then there was a bunch of date around two guys in front of him uh and then Yes, yeah, so there was what three, four. What was there? Four first-round guys in that class. So it would have been Blackman, uh, Michael Floyd, Kendall Wright, and then AJ mm -hmm. Jenkins, I believe. Uh, if I'm reading that right, yeah. So he was one of the later ones. Actually, Brandon Whedon was actually in this class too. Just looking down oh, here, uh, 22 overall. So again, ripping off this. I should have mentioned. I should have drafted him just for the Cleveland scar tissue. Thing. I oh, had amazing. him on my board. I just put yeah. trash in the notes. Just put trash. Vic <laughs> literally Vic, is in there. <laughs> Vic Ballard was uh, 33, uh, running back 33 in year two. Or, and you, excuse me, as a rookie, he was running back 33 as a rookie. Um, so he there as uh, 35.3. So just uh, almost the last pick of the third round there. Um, Alf yeah, we mentioned Alfred Morris, uh, some other guys down here, just uh, anyone fantasy relevant, really. Uh, Bryce Brown was actually in that class, too. Um, so he was a uh, late fourth rounder. Um, and then uh, let's see here. Who else? Uh, any other guys? Ryan Lindley started a game, I believe. Um, and then Kirk Cleveland. Cousins was way down here. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's uh, that's really it. Um, any You guys have any big – I'll start with Adam. You got any uh, – Travars Cadet was actually in that class as well. Um, uh, Adam, you have any big takeaways from this in terms of – we'll do other ones of these. Um, but mm -hmm. uh, the Mike from Canada, good uh, Analytics of Dynasty subscriber, a member of the Analytics Dynasty group me chat as well. Uh, these kind of reviews always make me want to sell my picks. God, Isaiah P clogged up my rosters for a while. Um, <laughs> any any big takeaways that you have in terms of these uh, uh, of this of this initial exercise in the series we're going to do as we lead up to the NFL draft? Well, I, on uh, on that, the my buddy Sean was actually watching, and he's a Rams fan, and he uh, he sent me a text while we were doing this, and he's like, and he started going through the Rams uh, picks, and he's like. Pete never made any sense to me, but man, did I have high hopes for Brian Quick? And I said, I think we all did. Like, I, yeah. I just, I think we all did. Um, yeah. App State, take, right? Appalachian State. Did he yeah. come out of? Yeah. Yep. I mean, there was multiple seasons where, like, I was just expecting something from him, and just mm -hmm. and actually, was Pete he was, was he Cincinnati too? Was he on the App State team that beat uh, the team from the state north of you guys? Yeah, team up north. I don't. I'm not. Chris, you know. Uh, wasn't that 2011? I'm not familiar with that team, that, but <laughs> that might have been. <laughs> I don't know. We don't like them. They have an upside down uh, W for a for a logo, if memory serves. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's about <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, you know what? I think he might have been. Um, I think that was 2011, wasn't it? God, it was it was the end of an era. Uh, I'll, there. I'll look it up. I'll look it up. <laughs> I I mean, it just makes me happy just thinking about it. I 
freaking hate them. So, um, <laughs> no, you know what? You know what's interesting is um, like where like I think that this was what you reference in analytics. Two thousand seven. Oh, it was twenty. It was earlier than that. Yeah. yeah. But I think that this draft was. We had several references to this in AOD one, um, you know, and I think the luck and RG three sneaking into first rounds, uh, or was it just luck um, in terms of ADP and start one? Um, so that, and then there was a there was a lot of uh, wide receivers that were taken in the first round that really just didn't do much. Um, and so I think that that's interesting because now when you have these profiles where you have these receivers go high, I don't know if it's just the changing of how the NFL has changed or if we're just better at evaluating receivers or teams are looking at them differently. But um, we did we did talk about um, uh, the one receiver that went in the top. Oh yeah. Blackman. Um, mm -hmm. Blackman went in the top 10 and it is funny because what we had, um, the Mike Williams, uh, the, the three receivers, Corey Davis, Mike Williams, and John Ross go in the top 10. And it's like, uh, when they don't have that physical profile or whatever it is in their draft in the top 10, I, I mean, I think that there's still reason to be hesitant. Like, it's not like you have guys like Julio Jones and AJ green and like, it's almost like these guys that go in the top 10 out of need versus, you know, I, I don't know what it is, but um, you know, maybe there's some takeaways there or something, but I, I, I mean, I feel like just looking at the NFL draft and even the, the rookie draft from 2012, like, I, I mean, you can just see mistakes that were made that are glaring now that I think that we've almost learned from. So, yeah, Chris, anything for you? Uh, I was just going to, you mentioned one guy going through that list, uh, LaMichael James, and this was, you know, a, a second round running back that, mm -hmm. you know, look at his production at Oregon three seasons. There's like 5,000 yards, 58 touchdowns. And then he comes to the NFL and it just, it just wasn't a good fit. And he, I think he saw like 44 carries over his whole career. So just, eh, just yeah, miss. You know, the other thing is, is I think that we can, we see in this draft that there would be a lot of guys that we would probably be all over and that were, were misses, right? Like I, like, like LaMichael James, like, I, I think that that would be one that I would be, yeah. what I, I would be trying to draft uh, Trent Richardson. I would have been all over uh Blackman would be someone that I would have been interested in. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think that even know that we have a kind of a process that we do and things like that. Um, yeah, it's not going to be 100 percent. Yeah, there's still going to be misses and, you know. Yeah, so I did a quick I did a quick rundown of the of the class when it was drafted again. So you you had three quarterbacks in the first uh, in the first two rounds of the start one ADP. So now we have seven. Right. Because you sort of incorporate those other guys. Um so it'd be interesting to think sort of what we would do in a, in a start one. I would imagine that all of them would have made it. Um, you know, would you have taken Dwayne Allen over maybe Case Keenum, I guess? I don't know. Like when you go back and look at it, you know, what, what would that have been? Um, all right. So you think about maybe we have six or so, right? So you get, you get double the quarterbacks. Um, there were, um, 
yeah, and so you sort of look at, and then there was uh, so there was three quarterbacks, one tight end. So we made it with two. There's eight running backs. Uh, initially, we made it with five. Again, there wasn't 24 guys in the top 24 just because ADP doesn't work that way. Um, and then there we had 10 receivers, which is what there was. Um, and then uh, yeah, so basically the fall off was the was the running backs in particular. So it's a notable thing there. Um, and I'd have to look, you know, the the guys that didn't make it. Uh, from up there, you know, it was, uh, it was the receivers really, you know, it was the, um, the guys that didn't make it in our group that were in the first round. Um, the earliest one drafted was, uh, it was actually Isaiah Pede, but then you had Brian quick, you had Stephen Hill, Ruben Randall, you know, Michael James, uh, Ryan Broyles, uh, and AJ Jenkins. So uh, those guys, you know, it is the receivers and that's a trend that, you know, we'll come back to probably, I would imagine is, is that some of the receivers that are drafted really early, um, are relatively early, right? Second round tend to flame the flame out rates a lot higher than we expect. So we'll talk about all these guys. And this is one of my favorite times of year because we're breaking down Twitter you know, workout videos and, you know, and, and reps and all that stuff. And, you know, ultimately will any of that time really matter? Um, you know, when we look back on it in 10 years, uh, how much of that time was spent on guys that end up being non-relevant. So, yeah, but, uh, all right, well, that'll do it for this initial episode. You guys said, you know, I said, Hey, maybe an hour, a little bit more. You guys said, there's no chance of that happening. So here Bravo. we are at about a buck Oh nine. So, um, you guys can, uh, take your estimates and, uh, and, and put them someplace. And I, I will, said uh, I had faith. Uh, yeah. Um, that's not what Adam said. So, um, <laughs> he said something very derogatory. I might add. So, um, <laughs> to be so. fair, it was because of you. It wasn't because of us. Like yeah, I said, you're on the exactly podcast. Was derogatory. So. Okay. Was good. Yeah. Fun of me. So, uh, so yeah, so that'll, uh, that'll go, uh, that'll, that'll go on my ledger as being a win. Um, all right. That so that thanks guys for tuning in, Chris. Thanks Thank for being here. For Adam, us. thanks for being here. Top for dog sure. dynasty. Um, and, uh, go check, check their podcast out. And, uh, I hear you know, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't been invited over there, so I don't know. Maybe this will get me back in good graces in terms of making an appearance. I don't know. We'll have to see. We'll have to How see. Um, <laughs> all right. Until next time. I'm continuing embracing the variants and we will talk again very soon.